0: Love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey. I'm getting better. You are. Not, maybe it's because I'm distracted right now, yeah. writing things
0: <laughs> for our topic today. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the Timmy Gibson Show. Uh, Pammy and I are going to talk about the seven, it's a book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman. Uh, I read this book. Um, and I really liked it a lot. I, I liked at the end how it had a lot of discussion questions. So we're just going to do a quick overview. I say quick. I mean, we're just going to do an overview of the seven principles, um, and and we're going to title it a little different. Actually, the title of the podcast will be slightly different, but in the details, we'll talk about the book of uh, or what book we've get, we're getting all this information from. But I'm going to just read from the Wikipedia what it says about the book. Uh, it says, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work is a book. It was written in, man, 1999 oh, wow. by John Gottman. So
1: long ago. <laughs> I know,
0: dear Lord. Uh, it's outdated. Let's I shouldn't have mentioned that. Which details <laughs> seven principles for couples to improve their marriage and the four horsemen to watch out for that usually herald the end of a marriage.
1: Ooh, that yeah. may be another podcast
0: yeah we'll actually hi we'll talk about those things because i thought that was really interesting yeah. but it says the book was based on gottman's research in his family research lab known as the love lab uh which they uh, observed more than a h- 650 couples over 14 years wow. so so it's quite yeah. an extensive um research that's a long time it really is yeah so let's go over the the four horsemen or the things that you need to watch out for for those that are married or in a committed relationship, here are, here are some things to um, to consider. And I, I think this is cool because this is in the, the seven principles for making marriage work. Gottman argues that the basis for a happy marriage is a deep friendship with mutual respect and a positive attitude
1: sounds familiar it does it also
0: <laughs> emphasized the importance of emotional intelligence Emotion. in couples. Duh. if you're listening <laughs> you to our podcast like... we've talked <laughs> about all this stuff uh so uh in the book he details seven principles for couples to follow in order to nurture their friendship and improve their marriage in order to help them endure challenging times here's the principles that which include enhancing the love maps and we'll talk about this more in, in depth nurturing their fondest uh, fondness and admiration It's so important. turning towards each other instead of away from each other, letting your spouse influence you, solving the solvable problems, overcoming gridlock where you're just stuck on something with the, it's like I think about as back in my religious days, I'd call the besetting sin, you know the thing that just <laughs> the, keeps besetting cu- sin. the besetting sin, mm-hmm. the thing that just keeps tripping you up. Uh, and then finally the creating a shared sense of meaning. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So he writes about the four horsemen and that this is an important thing to, to talk about because these are things that you should are hopefully minimal, um, and things that you should avoid in a relationship. So when we go through these, if you're finding yourself going, oh shit, like then that clearly means it's something you, you need to work on. No one's perfect. Um, but some of these are worse than others. So here here's the four. I'm gonna mention the four and then we're gonna talk about each one. Okay. Criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling.
1: I think these are the ones we've talked about before. Okay. I was gonna say that pretty sounds sure. somewhat familiar. It to does, me.
0: yes. So Gottman thinks that the 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 biggest or the the most potential for divorce is of those four is contempt, Mm -hmm. which man,
1: I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. These, I think these others lead to contempt or, you know, can, can lead up to contempt. Like contempt contempt is like the final. Yeah. It's like a state of mind. It's a, it's a, it's a way of being or way of thinking about your partner or anything. Uh, that is a result of other thoughts and other behaviors yeah. in my mind.
0: Yeah, and he says that uh, in the book. He talks about how contentment is almost a, sen- a feeling of "I'm better than you." Yes. So anything yes. you say, I have mm-hmm. contempt. Yeah. Like, oh my God, why are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> <me?"> you know. <laughs> why are you talking so right now? So if you have that feeling towards your partner, that is a huge predictor.
1: Yeah.
0: Of at least unhappiness of worst case scenario, you're headed for divorce. You, you, there can't be contempt. No one, either the receiver or the giver. I don't want to be with someone that I feel like they're an idiot. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be with someone that thinks I'm an idiot. Exactly. Like that's,
1: that is, that is a really, I've been there. I've been in a relationship with someone who thought I was, you know, the way they treated me way he treated me was as if I was an idiot. Yeah. And it was not fun. Yeah. It was not fun at all. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. It was, it was not something.
0: Yeah. I've that had that I feeling too. Yeah. I've, I've had that feeling both ways. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be really honest, I've been in relationships where I've felt contempt and then I've been in relationships where I was like, I'm thinking it, it, and it's subtle. I believe I have no idea what Gottman thinks about this. I'm just speaking off the cuff now. I think that you can have a subconscious contempt And that you don't like in your mm-hmm. mind. You're not yeah. thinking you're an idiot, right. but in your body, you feel that way. Yeah. Yes. That's, and I think I would almost say that the subconscious uh, contempt is worse because it's, yeah. it's in there.
1: Unconscious. Yeah. The unconscious. Yeah. The conscious is. Yeah. Is that. Yeah. It's like the below
0: the surface.
1: Very, very deep in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: it's on the surface. I feel like you could like brush it off.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's why contempt is the biggest. Um, what he says is the, you know, the biggest predictor of divorce is because it takes a long, typically takes a long time for that to surface because it's years. <clears throat> sorry years of um those unspoken wounds yeah or whatever you want to call it and not ta- you know the criticisms the defensiveness the stonewalling all of those things happening over the course of years where you feel it just builds and builds and yeah. builds and then that's like that's the the explosion yeah is that contempt and once contempt is there it's hard to go back yeah it really is
0: yeah yeah i agree with you i think that contempt is that's like the final, all the other things lead to contempt. So we talked about criticism, which that's pretty easy. That's in, um, complaints, you know, you're attacking or you're constantly pointing
1: out their failures, their weaknesses, their shortcomings, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've been guilty of that in the past for sure. And then again, all these to me, as I'm reading these, I'm, I'm like, I've been both the villain and the victim Mm -hmm. of all of these. If we're human,
1: we have, we all have, I, because I have too. Yeah. I mean, we can't, very few people would say. I've never (laughs) criticized anybody, Pammy. (laughs) I'm a
0: perfect person. You know, you do grow over time and you, you know, when I'm reading these, there's, there is like, I shake my head to myself, like, oh my gosh, like I've been there. Like Mm -hmm. I've been on the receiving end of that and I've been on the one delivering this. And, and I think that's, I, I just read, I don't know what, what's up with me, Pammy. I've been reading a book a week.
1: You are, you're flying I'm, through those. I
0: am flying through a bunch of books. And I just read a book the other day that really was a powerful book, that book called Untamed.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. That's by so By Glennon
0: Doyle, uh, Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. Glenn yes. Doyle. Great freaking book. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we might even do a podcast on it. It yeah. was really, 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 really good. But I, I. I liked her, uh, the vulnerability. I liked the whole book. Uh, the, the, I just, I literally liked everything about it except one part, which I'm not going to talk about, but there was one little part that I was like, eh, I don't know if you should be talking about this, but anyway, um, I'll tell you off, off my, okay. <laughs> uh, but, but 99.9%. I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the, the big takeaway for me is one we you get one life to live, mm-hmm. live it being true to yourself. Yes. Full stop. There you go. Um, but also I liked her vulnerability of I've been both the the attacker and the one being attacked. You know, I've I've been the one that's been critical and I've also been the one that's have been the, on the receiving receiving end of criticism. I just like that I, I, as you know, cause I talk about it often, I like when people are self-aware Yes, and, and they, and honest about it. At, right. And they you can know. be yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't yeah, just self-aware, but, but, but honestly yeah. say I've been the person acting narcissistic yes. or, I never hear people fucking say that, (laughs) Pammy. All I hear is everybody else is fucking narcissistic. I've never heard anybody say that. Oh, I've wondered it before. I've (laughs) I've said things
1: or done things, and I'm like, does that make me a narcissist? (laughs) Because growing up in a and I mean I'm sure it was a, you know, a narcissistic moment, like selfishness, you know. We all have narcissism is way beyond just selfishness. But it's, you know, growing up in a an environment where I was taught to not be selfish.
0: And right. you know and
1: learning how to self-care and you know being sometimes being selfish isn't a bad thing if you're no, protecting it's not. yourself selflessness
0: yeah. can be a bad thing.
1: It can. yeah, yeah. so but it yeah, that's
0: because she talks about that. she talked about, oh, the book, yeah, yeah, about that yeah definitely like you just oh I'm I'm a, I'm a living sacrifice just to sacrifice myself for you oh, and I'm gonna let li- murder. She talks yeah, <laughs> yeah like no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 no so i liked her so, so i i resonated with her perspective because she also was a christian mm-hmm. before yes. now she's yes. not uh that kind of christian anyway and but she talks about how the, the the harmful attributes of what they teach in the christian church which you know i just did a podcast the other day with with a psychologist and we talked a lot about all of that especially the sex and sexuality piece mm-hmm. it's just very shame and guilt driven and there's no room for you to it's like here's the box you got to fit into this is it you got to be like this women are like this women are modest they dress modest because men are fucking perverts and you don't want to tempt <laughs> them and all those stupid yeah. things that's it's just crazy so uh yeah untamed great book i, I just say all, i'm rambling to say I just really appreciated that she admitted to being both the villain and the victim. You know, it, she, she, yeah, I've, I've, and we all do it. Cause I know I do it to a certain extent, but I'm so aware of it that I try to not do it. Like I'm so hyper aware that i try not to when i talk about a past relationship that it's all from the perspective of i was right they were wrong they were toxic i was just trying to uh, you know <laughs> it's like that, that 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 to me just is lacking so much self-awareness when yeah. someone can't say yeah you know i was unavailable emotionally i wasn't you know what like just to be very very honest because i guarantee I'm fucking to you if i talk to this ex he has things to say too. Oh
1: yeah. There's like two sides. Uh, right. To every I'm sure he
0: divorce. has some things to say <laughs> about Glennon yes. and you know, but that, but I think it's better if we can recognize that in ourselves though, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't I want to have to talk to an ex to find out all the details. Like we should be self-aware enough to go, you know, further reflection on the relationship. I was checking out early. You know,
1: yeah.
0: um, and I, I know that's I know just in my my previous marriage, that was definitely a, a huge part of it that I had checked out years before. And it and I wasn't honest about where I, what I was thinking and where I was at, and what was going on on the inside of me. Yeah. I kept all that stuff buried because that was part of the christian culture, you know. You yeah. can't you can be you can seem authentic. Right. But you can't truly be <laughs> authentic uh, especially
1: no. as a pastor. Right. You, there is a certain image you have to uphold in which to me is sad. Yeah. You know, the fact that you're you are expected to not be human. Right. And you're expected to not have those thoughts and those, you know, desires and whatever, you know. Or yeah any of those emotions yeah. you're expected to be perfect. And yeah. it's just like, to me that that would be the hardest hit to climb out of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting time for sure. Uh, okay. Anyway. So if you haven't read the book, especially it it was the book untamed was written. I feel very geared towards women, mm-hmm. uh, It was, I, but I still yeah. really enjoyed it. So, yeah. you know, if you're a dude out there, it, it really was a good book. I, I really, really loved it. And uh, for the women, Like you, I'm not (laughs) just saying, Oh, you should read it. No, no, no. Go get the fucking book. Like order it right now. Like it's so good.
1: That's how I felt when I read it and I read it several years ago and I read it and I think Lisa, my roommate read it too. And I think we looked at each other and was like every woman needs to read this book. Yeah, it is literally that kind of a book. Yeah. So good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't say enough good about it. Okay. So, uh, stonewalling is being avoidant, which can manifest itself. In the silent treatment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, and uh, not being willing to communicate, you know, during a contentious uh, moment, which is fascinating, yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. Now let's go over the seven principles. Share love maps. That when I first read that, I was like, share love. Map. I read the book. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? This is where all the information learned about our partners gets stored. One example of information gathered and stored is the things that they like and the things that they dislike. Okay. So share, share love maps. That's
1: an interesting way of putting it. It is a very interesting. So
0: in other words, you, you are learning and knowing your partner and finding out what they like, what they don't like so that you can, and I know the show's love cause I've done this to, to Jessica where it's like, I know certain things and so I'll remember and I'll go do it yeah. and I'll get it. or do something for her, whatever it might be. I'll do that. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you remembered. I liked that. And I'm like, yeah, I remembered. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's in the map. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's in the love map. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that there are definitely things, um, that I've tucked away about my boyfriend because he, there's certain foods he doesn't like. Yeah, you know, and I'm, and so I just I won't, I won't suggest them. Yeah, right. <laughs> because unless I'm joking, I'm sure. you know, like hey, we should have you know. <laughs> Fortunately, he likes Brussels sprouts, so we we're good on that. I love that. Brussels yeah, sprouts; they're so good. Um, but yeah, it's he doesn't like broccoli. Oh, really? He likes broccolini, but he okay. doesn't like broccoli. So we have a lot of broccolini.
0: Interesting, you okay. know. But yeah, yeah, just little
1: things like that. You know, and of course we're fairly new in our relationship. Sure. Um. And but so we're learning those things about each other. But he does the same for me. He knows there's things that I don't, I don't like, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't suggest them. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's it's really. I mean, I love the shared share love maps. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's just learning your partner. It and is. To put it in practical terms yeah. where, where you can understand. It. It's just yeah, learning your partner, knowing what they like and dislike, and and doing those things. You know, especially when unexpected. You know, doing yeah, like I've gone and got coffee if I don't have a busy day, and I'll go grab some coffee, her favorite kind of coffee. Um, and I'll take it up to her work and just drop it off and give her a quick hug or whatever. And she just it's so in her mind that's so thoughtful. yeah and for me, it's like, well, your your love map is like I'm right. I'm mapping you. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know what you like and yeah. don't like. and and I love doing things like that. For me, it's not an obligation. It's not a duty. We just talked about it this morning. i i'm I'm an early bird, so I get up early. It's when I usually read. And you know, make my coffee and I just you know take out L, the dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> take out little little my little Pomeranian little L.
1: quietly sleeping she next to me right I now. I know. I think she's, she's so dreaming. <laughs> she, her tongue is going. <laughs> is it?
0: So, you know, she gets up really, really, really early and she's spoiled. I don't even <laughs> want to tell you. She can't sleep on the bed anymore because she is 14, coming on 15 years old. So she's pretty fragile. And unfortunately. I learned the hard way. I she fell off the bed or I knocked her off the mm-hmm. bed. And I don't I don't I don't know. All I know is I woke up in the morning, she wasn't on the bed. And then when I did find her, mm-hmm. she was limping.
1: Oh.
0: I know. I felt terrible. Well, I mean, so, obviously
1: you didn't kick her off. I mean she Right. She just <laughs> fell off. So yeah.
0: So anyway, but she's yeah. old enough now that I mean if she broke a bone, that that's it. I mean right. I'm, not, I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars to get the bone fixed when she's not she's old. Yeah. So anyway, uh I've now have almost like a little crib that I that's next to the bed and we put her in the crib kind of a thing. (laughs) I know it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, but there's those, you know, same Jessica does things for me, you know, she'll know like I need, you know, I'll do this and it'll bless Timmy. And so these are things that you don't, there's not an obligation. We, Oh, that's what I was going out. We were talking about this morning about, you know, I get up early and I always cook myself breakfast. You know, when I was single, I get up early and I make coffee and I cook myself breakfast okay, so I'm throwing in a couple extra eggs and a couple extra, like I'm, it's no big deal. So like, it's not, for me, it's not a duty. It's one, I'm doing it anyway Two, you know, she's a little bit more of a sleeper in her. So she'll sleep in and then, you know, get ready for work and and head out. So she really doesn't wake up early enough to really have time to, to cook. And so to me, it's like, well, yeah, this is a blessing, you know, it's good you hooked up with me, babe. Now Now you get breakfast.
1: Well, and I like, I like how, um, the love maps are in you know, re- remind us of that of the person, you know, they make you think of that person. Oh, yeah. And it and often you'll go down a rabbit trail of just, you know, the eggs, you're cracking the eggs, like, oh, you know, she likes her eggs this way or whatever. And then you go down the this rabbit trail about that person of and all the other things you love about them. You yeah. know, it's just like this. I that's the map part to me, like in yeah. the journey through experiencing them, but just being able to have things happen and you think of them right away. Yeah. You know, I just, that I love. Yeah. I think that is so fun.
0: That's so neat. I never really thought of it that way, but that's true. Cause I like my eggs with the yellow runny. Is that sunny side up? I forget what they call them. Well, that. I always it's forget over
1: easy. I think because if it's, if it's
0: whites cooked, yellow's runny.
1: Yes. But you still flip it. right? Right. Right. Yeah. That's over easy. I okay. think sunny side up is where you don't flip it. And so that oh, is is so not as
0: got you. It's
1: still runny, but you don't actually almost bake. like an
0: eggs benedict
1: ish. Not really because no. the yolk is not cooked, cooked. Okay, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it, I asked for it one time because I thought sunny side up meant you flip it once and then you know because yeah. I like my yolk runny as well. And they brought it to me, and it was almost as if the yolk was never
0: cooked. Oh Jesus! I mean, it
1: was it was, but it just it was so
0: slimy under yeah, yeah i
1: just was too much yeah yeah so and then i realized it was
0: that's what you call Simonilla egg <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what you call i'm gonna be puking later <laughs> um yeah so anyway i just think that's cool the the concept of of l- taking mental notes making a yes. map yep. and yeah that's just such a um I've been in relationships where I've both been the victim and the, and the, um, perpetrator. the villain, the perpetrator. <laughs> so it sounds so ominous. Yeah. So I've been in relationships where maybe I wasn't mapping them. Right. Or vice versa. I've been in relationships where they weren't mapping me. You know, they, they, there was no thought of what I liked or didn't like. And that's no fun you know, where you can tell this person,
1: they're not even paying attention.
0: Yeah. They're not, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's, so I just love it. I just really love it. Share the love maps. Number two, nurture your fondness and admiration. Uh, this is showing that you care about the other person and focusing on and acknowledging the positives. The basis for this starts in friendship, admiration. That's man, honestly, not to just tote, on Jessica so much, but that's one of the many, 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 many things I love about her. I mean, she just admires me and just thinks I'm, she's just so fond of me. Mm -hmm. You know, she's always telling me how handsome I am. She's always, and it's not, I can tell she's not telling me that for me. She's, I can tell she really thinks that, which I, I stopped saying this because I don't, I, I was realizing that this wasn't good for me to say, but I was like, you must be blind, you know, yeah. And then I realized, no, stop fucking saying that, Timmy. Like she thinks you're attractive. Let her and, believe that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I yeah. think I'm moderately attractive too. So it's not like it was just like a thing you say to kind of downplay it. Like, right. "Oh, you must be blind yeah. But the reality is that's stupid, so I quit saying that. Good. <laughs> uh, and I just take I just take the the <laughs> take compliment. The compliment. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I I I uh, she's fond of me. She admires me and vice versa. I'm fond of her and I admire her and I wouldn't want her rejecting my my admiration and my fondness you know so yeah that's an important being nurturing you know nurturing uh the fondness and the admiration here's what here's what's hard pammy is if you don't Mm -hmm. if you don't admire them
1: yeah i then you shouldn't be in a relationship with them (laughs) i think that is a huge that's to me that's the
0: red flag that you should be out
1: right right and it doesn't mean that isn't just in relationship to what they do. Right. It's who they are. Right. Do you admire who they are as a person? Yeah. You can admire the things they do, but it, who they are as a person. Yeah. Do you admire that?
0: Yeah. So a couple thoughts on that. So let me, let me backtrack what I just said. <laughs> I'm not saying if you're married to you just exit right. out. We so never, clear, we never like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not an advocate, advocate of divorce. No. no, 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 no. If you can work it out, work it out. If you're married, go to counseling and, and just be honest about it and say, I don't, I'm not fond of my partner. I don't admire her or him. And I, I, you know, what can I do? So, and there are things you can do. Uh, one, I believe in this. I believe in, I'm curious what you think, Pammy. I, I am still a firm believer in feelings, follow action. So you might not feel like doing something. doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Obviously that can't, I don't think, I wouldn't say it's magic, but it has an element of magic in it that it's like going to the gym. Like right now I'm in the struggle phase. I don't want to go to the gym. It takes everything in me to get to the gym now. Cause I'm just, I've been out of the habit for a while, but I've also, I've been on the other side too, where you couldn't keep me from the gym. Yeah. It could be a fucking blizzard outside. I'm getting to the gym. You know, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. nothing's keeping me from the gym. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I can't go. It's a nice day. Oh, I can't go. It's yeah. rainy.
1: <laughs> I'm in oh, the same Oh, it's sunny. Bo- I can't. <laughs> yeah. There must be something in the air because I'm struggling with it too. Are you? Oh, yeah. I have been since February. Like yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah. I have no, I'd rather be outside. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah. the gym just does not appeal to me right now.
0: I, I'm Pammy. I weirdly, I'm in the same yeah, place and I, and I have a membership and same, yeah. like I went hiking. I probably did over there was one day. I think we did 15,000 steps. Yeah. Uh, when we were on our, our honeymoon, just hiking and, and just so many great things that we did. So yeah, it's not about, uh, being, uh, inactivity. It, like I like activity. Uh, it's just, yeah, for whatever reason, it's just like, I'm really been struggling getting to the gym, but, back to this, this point, feeling follows the action. I know that once I start going and I start seeing the results, my shirts are fitting tighter across my chest and my shoulders, and I'm getting more room in my shirts around my waist. That's going to inspire me and motivate me even more. So I know that, I just know that, but God bless America, (laughs) Pammy. I'm just at that. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, Nurture your fondness and admiration. Yeah, but what if you just have no admiration? So I would say, go to a counselor. If you're married, go to a counselor. If there's still love there and you're just whatever, go to counseling. That's my first thing. Go to counseling. Then I would say this. Go to your partner. Be honest. Because maybe they're not admirable. You know maybe you don't admire them and don't you're not fond of them because they're not producing things that would make you feel that way does that make sense like if they're lazy or if they're dirty if they're sloppy if they're unkept if they're what wow i mean like that would be tough like how do you admire someone that you don't admire
1: right and i would say i mean my perspective on that is what are you telling yourself about that person that is causing you not to admire them? So what stories are you telling yourself? What's created that, you know, put you in that position. Are they necessarily doing anything that is causing you not to feel admiration or is it just the stories you're telling yourself? Because at some point you did, at some point you did admire this person. You wouldn't be with them if you didn't, you know, they're, they're it, you know, so, those things that you admired about them before, whether or not they're there, what are you telling yourself about those things? Yeah. You know, and, and just that's where I would start because, and of course it's the whole emotional intelligence thing. You're the one that is holding this emotion toward them. Yeah. Where did that come from? Right. Is it, it based is it, upon
0: your own perception right. or, or are they doing something that's impacting right. that? Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, my feelings towards you, I I love you, I think you're wonderful, but if you were like, Timmy, I think you're an asshole, fuck you, I'd be like, my feelings would begin to change. Right. And that's not just all, well, Timmy, but, you know, it's Pammy, just what, no, she's fucking, she's, something's different, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. you're forcing me to not like you anymore.
1: Well, I'm not forcing. I'm I'm, you sh- know what I mean? What like, mean? you're yes. tempting me to be like, I am definitely giving you reason f- not to like me Absolutely. anymore. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So, and then it's your choice whether or not you do, but that's the, you know, that is the
0: yes essence of it absolutely so yeah that brilliant i think this is a good conversation because i think there's both at play it could be yeah what what are you telling yourself what are the tapes that are in your mind about your partner and how is it has anything changed is is the change within you or you know is the change with them you know did you marry them and, and they were a fitness guru and now they've gained a hundred pounds and and you know uh, like that's going to impact somebody, you know, that's going to be difficult to, to, to just, I need to just change my thoughts about them. We're going to take a short commercial break. Be right back with Dr. Daryl Ray. So, I, it, so it's a struggle on both sides, you know, where is your perception or your feelings about this person off? And they're just in your own head or are these feelings as a result of some change in your partner?
1: Well, and that to me is where compassion and empathy come in. What caused the change in them? Right. Most likely they're not doing it to piss you off. Right. Something happened in their world, in their internal world that caused, you know, that took them down that path. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's where for me it's, Look at, you know, can you still have compassion for this person that you're with? Can you still have empathy for them? And then talk about it, yeah. you know, and it, and I know it's tricky. I mean, we use the example of gaining weight. Like that's a tricky topic to come up against, but yeah. in my world, it would never get to that point Right. in a relationship. I mean, just from my own experiences, it got to that point in my marriage because we never talked about things.
0: Yeah.
1: In my dating experiences and in my relationships now, I don't want things to fester. I don't want things to get to the hundred pound mark. Right. I want to catch it at two or three pounds. Right. You know, I want to talk about those things when they first come up so that we have the dialogue going. Yeah. And if it continues to the hundred pound mark, we've had this ongoing dialogue and we understand each other. Yeah. So you never really get to this point of contempt because i mean you could i suppose but you because you're having ongoing dialogue with the person yeah then you're more likely to have compassion and empathy for them and understand where they're at yeah does not mean you're going to like it not necessarily yeah but as their partner you know what can you do to support them what can you do to encourage them that i guess that's that's the you know i that's more of of a how to how to deal with it up front so that it never gets to that point yeah but if you are at that point where you haven't had those conversations then definitely seek support through counseling or whatever to kind of help through that navigate through that process
0: Yeah. yeah yeah that's good man that's that's why i love talking to you about this kind of stuff because your thoughts are you know you'll have a different thought than myself and it makes it it just rounds out the whole idea of it uh which i love that all right number three turn towards each other instead of away gosh i like how these kind of feed into each mm-hmm. other because yeah. you know if you're losing the fondness and the admiration typically that's what we're saying we're saying go to number three turn yeah. towards each other <laughs> yes. you know yeah. don't 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 go back yeah like go into each other and and like you said talk about this communicate have conversations yeah. around around this Um uh, This is, you know, doing things together and showing the other person that they're valued. It's taking time to listen and not telling them, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, This is the,
1: we're on the same team one for me. Like we're on the same team. Yeah. Let's figure this out together. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being angry at each other or. Like you're the problem. Yes. Right. Yes. Let's, let's figure it out. This is our problem. This is our problem. It's not your problem.
0: It's not even my problem. It's our problem. Yes. I love that. So, yeah, that's number three is just such a good that this has been something that, you know, we've talked about before about turning towards each other, because just like anything, when we're scared of something or unsure, it's natural to want to turn away and to hide, you know, put it on the back burner, put it, sweep it under the rug. That's the phrase. Sweep it under the rug. Right. Yeah. Well, after a while, (laughs) why is there a, is there a dog under the rug? Like what's up? What's underneath there? Like there's a lump. (laughs) So that's why you should turn towards each other. Always keep short accounts in a relationship. You should always keep short accounts if there is even an inkling of a something. Talk about it. Yeah. Just talk about it. It's that easy. Just talk about it. Yep. You know, uh, number four, let your partner influence you. Gosh that to me shows that they admire you and that yes, they're fond of you. Yes. If you can influence them, if if your music then becomes music that they're listening to, or, you know, they're listening to a certain podcasts, and then you'll maybe listen to those podcasts and mm-hmm. not that, not, yeah, you know, there's things that Jessica listens to that I just don't have an interest in. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and she doesn't have any problem with it. She'll like, Hey, I'm going to put that on my, like, Oh, that's no problem. I'll, I'll put my earbuds in and listen to one of my podcasts. It's, It's, um, we were talking to some other couple the other day and they were talking about how we, they like to do it. They, there was a name for it. They had a name for it, but I'm going to tell you what the definition of it is. I can't think of the name of it, but anyway, it's, uh, we're together, but separate. Like we're both on the couch reading separate books. Yes. Our feet are touching, but we're not interacting. Right. So it's, we're together alone. I think, Uh I think she said we're together alone Yeah. or we're alone together. Anyway, it's probably that. Yeah. yeah, We're alone together. together. And I thought, Oh my God, that's so cute. I, I just liked the quippy, the little way she said it. And, and that's true for us on occasion. There's times where, uh, I'm wanting to read and, and she's wanting to do something with the plants or whatever. And so we're together, um, but doing our own thing, you know? Yeah. So that I, I just want to make sure everybody understands that it's not that everything that, your partner's into that you have to be into. I mean, that just right. doesn't, we have found that there's many things that we do together that we didn't know. You know, I, I picked up Frisbee golf and just so happens. she likes. I'm like, I love Frisbee golf. I, you know, only played a few times, but, and she's good. She, she's just good at it. And we have, that's one of the things that we'll do sometimes I'm like, all right, this Saturday we're going to go Frisbee golfing, you know, and it, for us it's a hike it's exercise too, yeah. you know, and it's conversation. It's, it's just a good time. Yeah,
1: I think time. you know for me, um beyond doing things together, influence can also come in the way of knowledge yeah. and um learning and growth and allowing um, allowing yourself to be open to learning from your partner, yeah, and not, you know i've been I've dated guys where I felt like if I said i if I said I knew how to do something, that it offended them <laughs> um you know but i mean that's just stupid yeah it's just like, insecurity it's, it, is, part. it yeah. is it's very insecure but um just allowing for that that exchange of knowledge yeah i mean and that's you know kind of my thing like i like i love to learn yeah i love to um and i'm not going to necessarily agree with everything but i love to hear his perspective on, on things and especially his perspective on women and dating and great conversations come from that. I mean, and it, and it actually makes our relationship stronger because we're talking about some of the things that have always influenced his past relationships or always influenced my past relationships and we're able to get on the same page about it. And then it doesn't influence our relationship any longer because we agree that it's not something that we'd want, yeah. So I mean, I think that that part of the influence is
0: important too. Yeah, you're still an individual person. Yeah, and I think probably you and I both share this just because we had been married in a, in a long-term marriage and then became mm-hmm. single, which is when I found myself and got my identity back. And you know, people say they lose themselves in a relationship, mm-hmm. and and that, you know, and that's very common, and especially in a long-term relationship. And you know, it just is what it is. But I was able to find myself find my voice, find who I am. And, and especially letting go of religion really helped me also to like, who is Timmy really outside of this religious construct, this box that I've been trying to fit in for all these years. So there was a lot of factors in at play in my personal life that helped me to find my own voice. So when. I really found myself and then of course met Jessica. The neat thing is she's still her own person. I'm still my own person. I don't need to think her thoughts. She doesn't need to think my thoughts. We're so crazy compatible. Like (laughs) there's just, I mean, it's just, it's almost, we just feel very, very lucky, very blessed. We talk about it all the time. It's just, we got really, I say lucky. We just got super lucky that we're just so similar in our thinking though, even as much as compatible as we are there, we're not the same. No, you know, and there's things that I don't see it like she sees it and there's things about, she doesn't see it like I see it, but I respect her. I admire her. Um, and she's such a wonderful person that like, of course you're like, we're not going to think every Hey, I'm a guy, you're a girl. (laughs) So I mean, there's going to be just the differences of experience in life that she's had and I've had, um, but I still love learning from her and, and, and hearing her talk. And I mean, she's a kind of, you know, a bachelor's in psychology, I think, you know, she graduated she's, college and yeah, she's just yeah, brilliant. She's yeah. really brilliant. Um, and she doesn't brag about it. She doesn't talk about it. She doesn't even like, if I had a fucking sil- psychology degree, <laughs> Everybody would know it, Pammy. It'd be on my shirt, you know. Like I'd walk around with it. And she's just not like that. She's just super humble. You would just short it to psycho. (laughs) Psycho (laughs) grad. Psycho grad. Which is true. I have a degree in theology. (laughs) Oh
1: yes, yes. Me too. I need a (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt.
0: Dear God, help me. I, I so also oh God, before, we just
1: started a new business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 other part that I think of when I think about let your partner influence you is sharing in the decision making. Oh yeah, you know this is something that the, just that sharing in decision making that's a point in in some talks, but that's so critically important in a partnership. I at this point now I wouldn't do anything without just going knowing about it. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm, if I'm making some kind of decision, even in the house, you know, if, if I'm going to buy whatever, even a new plant, I would take a picture of it and send it to her and go, Hey, I'm thinking about getting this plant. What do you think? You like it? What do you, you know, do we have room for it? Yeah, <laughs> probably not.
1: <laughs> Does it need sunlight? Uh, yeah. Mm, we better not get so, it.
0: <laughs> then it ain't going to be here. Uh, I know it's like a little forest in it here is. now. It is. I love it. I actually, I mean, I'm
1: so bad with plants that, um and, and in my new apartment cuz i'm moving tomorrow yeah. i'm i actually want to have some living plants and yeah. actually give it a go you again should. it's probably been about 30 years since you I should, did, but i will definitely be talking to jessica so
0: as an outside perspective i'm just curious uh how has how have you seen my space transform <laughs> as <laughs> as jessica's moved into the yes. to the scene
1: well it's very subtle in in and I mean, there wasn't like this giant, like one day it was Timmy's bachelor pad. The next day it is, you know, also Jessica's home. Right. It was this subtle, slow move like this, that just kind of rippled. And, and to, like today when I, every time I come over here, I, I notice and see something new. <laughs> like, oh, she hung that <laughs> up. Like, like the, right. the shelves are full. Like those of all, those shelves have always been full, but there was uh, something I saw. They're fuller. They're but, fuller. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, there was, I don't know, there's something on the wall in the living room that I noticed. I'm like, that's new. So it's like this subtle, um, addition, but everything flows so well. Yes. (laughs) It's like, there's just this great energy and synergy to everything that she has done. And it's just, it's enhanced the space. I
0: know uh, so much. Yeah. I told her this because it's really how I feel. I said, you've really turned what was my apartment. Uh, my house, or if, whatever, and turned it into a home. Yeah, you know, it's like you said. There, yeah, the er, so many things have have just been added into, not, and it all fits. It's the weirdest thing. Like mm-hmm. what I, the style that I have, in case anybody cares, is kind of a mid-century mm-hmm. modern, uh, mid-century, uh, mid-century modern. Let me get that right. So that was the vibe of of what's here. Whoops. Sorry. Um, that's the, the vibe and, and her vibe is very eclectic. Yes. And so her vibe in the mid century modern, it looks really good. It It just has a good. So thankfully, you know, and that, that's something so small, but I was, uh, Concerned early on, you know, like, man, what if I meet someone? What if,
1: right? Well, what's your space? Right. You know, this is yours. This was your space. Yes. And you were going to be inviting someone into it. I mean, everybody has those questions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Will our styles blend? Right. Will we be able to cohabitate? And all I can say is I've, I feel bad for people that haven't had the experience that we've had. It's been so yeah. literally, and I don't, I'm, you know, anytime someone says this kind of stuff publicly, you always think in your mind, well, what's the real truth? Like what's <laughs> really going on to me? <laughs> and I get it, you know, I get it. I, I, I get that. Right. It's just like some of the scandal, the church scandals that are all over the world now, the Hillsong and all the stuff that's going on, you know, it's like they're Ooh, saying, I, I don't know "There's you have oh to tell gosh, me later. Uh, You'll yeah, tell me later." There's say, there's a docu series you have to see oh, okay. it. Okay, okay, uh, just came out. Oh wow! But you know there there's one thing that people are saying, or there's one thing that people model out front, but then closed behind closed doors, it's a whole nother story. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll just tell you right now, that was my life ish as a Christian pastor, like because i couldn't be fully fully Mm -hmm. honest right um so so yeah i mean you know we, we just got lucky you know we really we really had have had had a seamless transition um you know for whatever reason pammy i don't i can't explain this but you know we've yet to fight we've you know we've we've had discussions um and you know we've had talks where you know she was thinking this i was thinking this you know we kind of just whatever but like we we have not fought i've not been mad at her yeah um she's not been mad at me and all that stuff will happen it, it it's it's inevitable i don't think you could have two humans that just forever just get along like right. two little peas in a well, pod maybe but maybe, maybe i mean here we are I we're mean, going on coming up we're over, over a, a year, year. Yeah. yeah we're over yeah. a year it's and we possible. just get along really well
1: i think it's totally possible to me i don't think that there has to be conflict in every relationship yeah I just don't, I don't believe that. I think, I think that's just a, I think, a something we're used to seeing because of all the drama that's on TV and everything. But honestly, like if, if you don't have it now, then why expect that it's going to happen? Yeah. Just let this, let it ride like this. I mean, you guys are doing, I wouldn't expect it. I would not say that. Yeah. I'm definitely not expecting or looking
0: for it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I just sniffed in the phone. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that's pleasant. Drop my mic down when I do that, dadgummit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're getting super authentic <laughs> <offensive> today.
0: <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah. Okay, so making decisions together. Yeah. That's important. It, it That's part of what letting your partner influence you is, hey, you want to go buy this item. Well, if you're in a committed partnership with someone, you should probably talk to them about it too. Sure, you know I think it's important, and for a lot of reasons. One, not just because you you don't know about this item and you need their thoughts on it, but to show that you care what they think and yes. are curious. Do you know about this? Yeah. Do you have any knowledge about this? And I because I'm curious because I, I I want I I value your thoughts. Yes. So um,
1: back to the the fondness and admiration. Absolutely, Respect.
0: I feel like these all just blend in they together do. so well. All right. Number five, uh, solve your solvable problems. This is a, this is realizing which problems can be solved and then solve them using skills to manage conflict, which include, uh, soft, 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 startups. Mm-hmm. When you have a conversation right now, coming in blazing with everything, mm-hmm. repair and deescalation, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing about sometimes arguments. I, I think also our temperament, like I'm, as I've gotten older, I've definitely calmed down some, but also I'm just, I don't, there's no need to fight. We can just talk, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think she's like that too. She's not a arguer. Uh, so I think both of us are just so good at communicating all the time that we've never, we've never allowed anything to get to the point where it would be an argument because we talk so much yeah. and we talk so openly And respect each other so much it just it doesn't come up so you're right there we may never fight in that way um which yeah i I wouldn't that'd be great so the de-escalation the repair i love the repair de-escalate the argument or de-escalate the issue and look for repair yes when you fight to win we're fighting i'm going to win this fight right that's not good no if you are fighting to resolve that's okay. Yeah, you know, we're good. we're fighting or having this deep discussion to resolve some conflict that we're having. And I don't care what the conflict is. It could be your sex life, it could be your budget. If we're in partnership together, it's not your problem with the sex life or my problem, it's, it's our, our problem. Yes, you yes. know, you want a healthy sex life, yeah. I want a he- healthy sex life. So how do we together create this vibrant healthy sex life yes so
1: i think that's so important yeah <clears throat> the we the, yeah the, you know the we in in the relationship is in everything really
0: yeah yeah
1: you know in every part of every aspect of the relationship and it and it should be we should look at things that way
0: yeah yeah and he talks about the solving your solvable problems you notice how he says solve your solvable, solvable problems right. so there are problems you can't solve yes um, and I like how he says this accept what you cannot change. And that's I think we talked about that well, I think in the in a previous episode that we did about the size matter? Right. You know, like you have what you have. You have what you
1: have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> work within the right. You you can work within a certain right. There are certain things you can do to work within that, know how to use all those different things we talked about. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So get the best from what you have um, especially if it's something that's bothering you then you know it's like there's a story of the for a while the number one ping-pong player in the world only hit four hands only hit forehand no oh, no backhand. right hand I'm
1: like he has four hands yeah like <laughs> how and, and how do I get those <laughs> yeah it'd be like being
0: a tennis player yeah. and you only have a serve well Well, you won't make it, but, but if your serve is so good that they can't return it, Mm -hmm. do you need to be able to hit, hit a backhand? Right. Like you don't even need a backhand. You never get to that point. You're only serving. So makes sense. uh, This is similar. I think that what you can change, change what you can't accept it. Exactly. You know, and that will, and I like how he uses the word self, self soothing because if you can't change something that is all about your own self mm-hmm. accepting it. it it your partner probably has already accepted it or ha- obviously they're with you yeah. you're the one that keeps bringing it up you're yeah. you're the one that's so bothered by the extra 2 pounds your partner doesn't give a shit about that yeah. right so well, that's
1: what J- i think jimmy in our conversation with jimmy what he was saying you know the whole idea of self self soothing and how um, people tend to want to bring other people into it when they can't fix it for themselves. Mm. And I think that's part of the emotional intelligence piece is that self-soothing. Yeah. Try to say that four times Yeah. Fast. So that's hard that's to hard say. Way. I can't even say it but, once. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what he was talking about.
0: Yeah. And what's the number six? Do you have?
1: Overcoming gridlock.
0: Yeah, this is the figuring out what is causing a block in your life and taking steps to overcome this block. It does not necessarily mean fixing problems, but taking steps to overcome them.
1: Yeah. Oh. Which is in just in correlation with what we talked about or the solving solvable. Absolutely. This is the opposite. This is how do you deal with the unsolvables? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gridlock. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, because that word overcome them, meaning it's not that you're solving them,
1: right? You're you overcoming to learn, them. Learn. Yeah. Learn how to live around them
0: okay case in point let's just pick on something that i've heard of before one person's clean one person's dirty now depending on how important that is to you that should be something that's in the dating if you're in the dating sphere and you're a super neat freak that's the time to make sure that you're colgating or you're you know you're put in the funnel and getting rid of the people that are dirty <laughs> you know, in other <laughs> words you know that's not just not going to work for you like it's not going to work for you to be picking up over, after another an adult you know um so clearly the time to really be in tune with that is in the beginning of a relationship look at her car look at her house his house and determine could i live with this person on a day in and day out right but if you are with someone and you really love them and everything else is great, but they tend to be dirty and you're clean. I think this is where you have to overcome gridlock. Right. What's the solution yep. to that? Yep. Either a, the person who's super clean loosens up and doesn't let it bother them or they do it and don't get resentful yeah. or you post a list on the refrigerator Reminding the person, like, don't forget, pick up your shoes, pick up your, you know, whatever, yeah, what, yeah. you know, put your clothes in the dirty If hamper. you have that agreement. Yeah.
1: And I think that's key is do, do you have an agreement with that person of how you're going to keep the space? Yeah. You know, I'm, I am a very um, neat, like tight, neat and tidy person. I even put utensils back in the drawer in a certain order so that I know yeah, right too. where they are. I don't have to dig for them. I don't like overcrowded drawers either. Yeah. So. Um, and I know that's me. I know that's my thing. And I've had a roommate for, for three years and she's, the kitchen is not her space. Yeah. Like not her forte. Right. Right. She, she, um, so that's not important to her and she'll put, you know, things back in the, um, in the drawer in a different space. Well, I learned that long ago. I'm like, it's not worth the relationship. It's not worth my day to be upset about that. Right. I just move it yeah she doesn't care she does probably doesn't even notice right but i move it um so that when I get back in there it's it you know it's right where and things aren't tangled right I'm okay with that like I don't have any ill feelings toward her because of the difference there yeah
0: well you're a good but person I am
1: I am doing that because it's important to me yeah and that's it yeah, you know, and it's not a, it's not an affront on her or how she, you know, it's just, it's our personalities and we're different that way. Yeah. So I look at, you know, relationship the same way. Um, my boyfriend loves to cook and we typically cook more at his house right now than my place until I move. And then we'll probably do some more there, but I'm a, when I cook, I clean up while I cook. Just because, and I can't cook, I can't start cooking. This is, these are all my little quirkies about the kitchen. Um, I don't like to start cooking.
0: Until the kitchen's clean.
1: Unless I have clean surfaces (laughs) because I don't want things in the way, you know, if it's plus it's it's dirty. Yeah. If it's not needed for what I'm making, I don't want it there. Yeah. So I, you know, so I tend to, to clean up before I start cooking or make sure that it's clean and I clean while I cook. So if I'm waiting on something to boil, I'm doing dishes, you know, that I just use he doesn't do it that way. He, do, he has a completely different system. Well, we've been cooking together and he, because he's doing the majority of the cooking, I started washing dishes Yeah, and I've, and that's kind of been our, become our routine. And he asked me about it. He said, you know, you don't like a, a, a messy kitchen, do you? And I said, I don't. And I said, and I don't mind doing these while you're cooking because then when we're done, we're done. Right. You know, we can go enjoy our meal and not worry about all those dishes on the counter that still have to be done along with the plates and the utensils we just used. Yeah. So, and, and we're cool with that. Like it's cool. So it's, I think there's, when you know yourself, when you know what, you know, things are important to you, unless you have the conversation with that person and lay out, you know, expectations and the, they're agreed upon, then you, d- you live with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, the overcoming to me is learning to manage your emotions around things Yeah. and, and allowing that person to be who they are. And, you know, you can be who you are in the same space. Yeah. And you, you, um, I think it, it supports one another. Yeah. You can support each other in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um yeah I have you know it's funny I I yeah I have so many um th- so many perspectives and thoughts on those kinds of issues to where it does seem to always come back to yourself
1: it always does you know even though yeah.
0: that person's dirty but you know how is it affecting your perspective and how what what can you alter so it's not bothering you yeah. so much, you know. And Over the
1: years, it's been, you know, I for myself, i become less and less. It's been less and less of an issue. Like when my kids were little, I kept a really tidy house. Yeah. And there was a purpose for that. And now I'm okay with a little clutter. I, you know, I like it pit, neat and tidy, but it doesn't bother me if it's there. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it, it, I don't know if it's just getting older and things, priorities and things that are important to me have changed, Yeah. but you know, dusting isn't one of them. Like I, I can let dust build up I, yeah. no, <laughs> and it I'm, doesn't, it, yeah. you know, that is not a thing for me. Now, if I'm, you know, if my partner likes dust free, even
0: better, let, them, yeah, do let them do it. Yeah, let them do it. So that I am. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to judge my own space, but it I would say it's pretty clean and tidy all the time. And it's always pretty clean and tidy. Yeah. Um, you know, like this, all this stuff. We're doing this, right? right? We're doing a podcast at the kitchen table. So all this stuff is right here. But as soon as we're done, I'm going to put it all away and, right. you know, clean it all up again. Because that's the kind of stuff that bothers me yeah. where there's two things that really bother me. One, a dirty kitchen, mm-hmm. a sink full of dishes. yeah, Dirty counters really bother me. Now I'm the opposite from you. Like I can have a messy drawer that barely opens cause all the shit in there. <laughs> oh, I hate I mean, it, it when the thing me. gets stuck and you, ke- It oh, bothers gosh. me and I will eventually <laughs> literally take it all out yeah. and redo it. Yeah. And then it's right back to where it started in, in a few <laughs> days. Um, but th- thankfully, like in, with Jessica, she's, also very neat and tidy mm-hmm. uh, but she's also very neat and tidy behind closed doors meaning yeah closets and drawers yes. and and the cabinets so you know we really work great as a team yeah. because i'm super tidy exterior um and she's you know like i'll open up the refrigerator and i'm like oh my gosh it's all like in alphabetical order <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow i mean it's just oh, crazy yeah. you know and yeah. it makes me so happy because yeah. I love that. You can find things. But I also am the guy that will, cl- I'll take everything out, clean it, put it all in there real nice. And literally that lasts for about three days and things don't make sense. <laughs> and there's things that should be in the front or at the back or there's things that should be in the door. Yeah. And they're in the fucking produce, produce drawer. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I yeah. just end up putting shit everywhere. Um, but, but like I said, you know, my partner, Jessica's real good about, she does keep that stuff all clean. And I'm always apologizing to her, too. I'm like, I'm sorry, babe, but, you know, you get it all clean and I mess it all up. She just laughs because, you know, well, it just happens. And yeah. I like cleaning all this. And so it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, it it definitely is a, a it, so, yin and yang. It works.
1: Yeah. And focus on the strengths. I mean, yeah. you, you know, instead of focusing on what you're doing, all the things you're doing to make it look like what you want to do and they're not doing anything. Right. Don't focus on that.
0: What, no. You know,
1: I mean, it's, you're doing it because you want it that way. Yeah. Don't bring them into it. Yeah. That's bullshit. Like,
0: I think, it, <laughs> yeah, the only thing that I would just add to that, in my opinion, and you can totally challenge me on this, is there's got to be some kind of balance, right? I mean, sure. I, I would imagine that in a partnership, and maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. I wouldn't want to be the only one cleaning. Like I I wouldn't want, even when it's like, okay, she's cooking, I do the dishes, no problem. But then I cook and then I end up doing the dishes still yet. Like that would bother me. Like that would start to irritate me. Like I'm literally doing everything now. You know, I'm the only one that cleans. I'm the only one that does this. I'm the only one that would definitely irritate. So I, again, going back to this seven list here, we got number seven yet to come. That'd be a conversation, you know, you just have to conversate and go, Hey, listen, I I feel like, you know, I'm only the, I'm the one that the only one that takes the trash out, like only never you take it out. That just needs to be a conversation. You know, I mean, that's a small thing that I don't think that really matters, but, but other things can matter. Mm -hmm. Though, I guess in some, you know, like certain things, like I, I have watered the plants before, but she's primarily the one that keeps the plants alive.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, so yeah. I guess that's the balance. I I suppose it's if you, if you're starting to feel bothered by something and feeling like I'm like, if I didn't clean, this would be a fucking pig's place. I don't know. What do you think? Am I wrong? Like, I mean, would, would you be in a partnership where. They didn't lift a finger, and you always did all the cleaning.
1: Probably not. Um, well, <clears throat> I'd hire a cleaning lady anyway. So <laughs> right. I'm at that you know stage in my life where I'm like, I have other things I want to do with my time than to clean my place.
0: Right, right. So
1: if I can afford it, I'm going to hire someone to clean. Yeah. So then it takes the burden off both of us. Well, I sure. But like the day to day, the day to day things, um, you know, the dishes, that, you know, I think it's just a matter of a conversation up front and an agreement. And that is the agreement, Yeah, you know, unless it just naturally happens. Yeah. And then, you know, that, I don't, I don't want to say that because something happens naturally, like in my situation where I'm doing the dishes because I like to clean, you know, while he's cooking, that shouldn't be an expectation that it would, that that's the way it's going to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like there might be times when I don't want to do the dishes and I want to sit and have a glass of wine while I watch you cook. Yeah. You know? So I think they're, they're in, but we're also not living together. So, you know, but if we were, then I think that's where you have to have those conversations ahead of time of what are the expectations of this partnership and, you know, around cleaning, around household chores and, you know, things like that, mowing and all of those things, like have those conversations before you move in together. And hopefully you've known each other long enough to know what people, what you like to, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, you know, and what those kinds of things. So
0: I couldn't agree more. I think again, going back to when you're dating mm-hmm. before you would ever move in or get married, you should have a chores conversation. Absolutely. You know, who's going to do what, yeah. who's going to be the one that maintains the cars. Who's going to be the one that mows? who's going to be the one that, you know, pays bills or do we do this together or those things are important. And I will say this for anyone out there that's, that's, that's dating. If you're married, you already know this. If you're dating someone, those that have been married and divorced also know this. What's maybe kind of bothers you, but doesn't bother you enough to not see someone when you live together or you get married, it will really bother you. So I can just tell you right now that if you're even dating someone right now and it bothers you that you have to pick up their clothes, you know, like they get home from work and just throw their clothes on the bed and then you end up, taking the belt off and taking the clo- taking all their change and all their shit out of there and you throw it in the laundry. I'm just going to tell you right now, A, you better be okay with that because that is what it will be. Mm-hmm. And B, I would tell you, it will bother you. Yeah. Like if it kind of bothers you now, it's really going to bother you. Yep. If, if you're yep. both working, he gets home from work and you get home from work and you're having to clean up after an adult. It will bother you. So I guess my warning, my, my warning is that's something little, even though it's a little red flag, it does become a large red flag over time because it grates on you. You know, it's like, if so, uh, so if you're dating someone and there's something about them that really grates on you, you need to to really pay attention to that. And see yeah. what what's up with that. Because I i can just tell you from a I'm a, a 54-year-old man. I've been around a little bit. Eventually it will drive you insane. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. just will. Yeah. It'll literally if you are not you able to
1: overcome that. <laughs> Absolutely. That will definitely become a gridlock for you. But if you can overcome it, you just yeah. have to change your your story about it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times it's just, well, that's who they are. Yeah. You know, and if you can accept that, that's who they are. Yeah. And that's, you know, here's the
0: thing that's what people deserve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like,
1: that's accepted. Anybody like, I would that's... be with,
0: they, like with Jessica, they're, everything about her I love, though. Right. You know, it's like I literally everything about her. I literally adore everything about her. Everything. Everything. Thank God. You know, I just thank God. I, I just, I do feel, you know, I feel for people when it's like, man, they like this, this, and this, and this, but man, they hate these couple things. Oh, I just, yeah. that just hurts my heart because I know how those things can, especially like you said, I'm going to take ownership. Especially if I don't control my mind and have a right mindset or whatever, and I don't let the things I admire stay inflated, and I allow the things that irritate me to overtake the things yeah. that I did admire. You know, which I find in my practice working with couples. And that's something i always ask like, when you married him was he like this or when you married her was she like this like when you married her was she sexual like what she wasn't sexual when you married her <laughs> then why do you expect her to be sexual now Right. you know so i do get it you know that's like was he ever romantic well no but you know and i'm like what <laughs> why wait a minute yeah. he was never romantic and now you're upset that he's not romantic right
1: you changed, uh, you changed the expectation and did not tell them. Yeah, that's you know that's oh my gosh, caused yeah, so much strife. You have it's to like, either
0: do what you said. You yeah. have to accept it and say yeah. I chose someone that's not romantic and be okay with it. Otherwise, I'm just gonna tell you it'll eat you alive. Yeah, it'll eat you alive. And there's certain things that are big ticket items. You know, certain things that are big ticket items. I think that that can really and this is my coaching practice. I mean, this is I work with couple. I've met with a couple who've been married thirty years. It's the same things, you know. Yeah. Sex, money. I mean, there's these certain things that after a while, it's it's hard to overlook it. It's hard, yeah. you know. It's it becomes a it's like a fucking mole on your <laughs> nose. You know, you just can't shake it. Yeah. You know. So anyway, yeah. all right. Last one. Final one. Create. Shared meaning, memories. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. They he said it different on there. Yeah, yeah. The the way that I wrote it down or that I saw it was creating shared memories together.
0: Yeah, which I like. So
1: both, well, both the meaning
0: is like that's creating way
1: deep, different, way deeper than just memories.
0: I thought this was good. What he says: marriage isn't about just raising kids, splitting chores, (laughs) 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 and making love. It's about which is funny. Money, sex,
1: mm-hmm. money,
0: sex, and uh, children. See, it can also have a spiritual dimension that has to do with creating an inner life together, a culture rich with symbols and rituals and an appreciation for your roles and goals that link you, that lead you to understand what it means to be part of a family that you have become together. That's yeah, neat. It is. Yeah. Creating shared meaning.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot better than memories. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing yeah, memories. That's, are, yeah. yeah. That's just that's just, you know, that's gonna happen regardless. Yeah. But having yeah, make intentional, intentional meaning in your relationship. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of examples. Like I'm just trying to think of
1: well think about your um so just like having a vision for what you want your relationship where you want it to go and what you want it to look like. Maybe the things that you do together, um, places you want to travel to, um, you know, an environment that you want to create in your home together.
0: Yeah.
1: That you know that energy, and especially like when grandkids come along, like what is that going to look like? How many how many days a week are we going to have the grandkids? Over, you know, yeah. Be watching the grand. Are we going to be watching the grandkids? Are you know, or is that something we don't want to do? Like, all of those things. Unless <laughs> your grandkids <laughs> live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, and he, so you see, you know, you create this, you know, this essence of who you are together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's way deeper than meaning or memories. Yeah. Meaning is,
0: that's awesome. Well, there you go. Wow. that was, that was really good. Seven principles for making marriage work by John Gottman. Thank Um, you,
1: John Gottman.
0: Yeah. Such a great book. (laughs) All right, guys, Pammy, Timmy, we did it. Yeah. We did another, another episode. Everybody, if you got questions, you got topics, you got anything like that email us i think you can do it straight through the the uh app or on spotify i think there's a area that you can contact the show that way but if not you can just email me timmy at timmygibson.com peace out everybody